Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. I'm excited for the word today. Really believing it's going to speak into your life. Really believing it's going to help you and that God's going to do something in your journey of faith. And... Um, you know, I'm really just passing along a message today. And the message is resoundingly that God loves you. That's what I'm passing along every single week. And so church is for a build up, not a beat down. And that's what my prayer is for you. If you're new or visiting, it's your first time. We're grateful that you're here and uh, we hope you stay. But we're just grateful that you came today and you're a part of it. Online family as well, we're grateful for you. We love that we have an online service that's available because we know many people go out of town. Um, I know of people that literally their occupation is on the road. And so many, many Sundays, they're not able to be in church. And they tell me that they are always logging in for the 10 a.m. service to watch it. And so that's why we have it. You know, we could have done away with it, but we, we, we left it. And, uh, and I know that you're also grateful for that as well. All right, Luke chapter 2. In verse 8, reading some of the great um, stories around Christmas time, and I'm, I'm excited to continue in that same stream today. But in Luke chapter 2, this is where an angel visits the shepherds. And it says, In the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And this is our verse for today. Verse 10. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. Everybody say great joy. joy. That will be for all people. I want to preach a message today. This is the title. You can write this down if you're taking notes. But if you're not taking notes, you can write this down. Are you happy? Are you happy? Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word today, Lord. And we ask in the name of Jesus that you would speak to us, that you would get out the surgeon's scalpel, and that you would do something in our hearts, that you would illuminate things to us, that you would show us things, that you would speak to us, Lord. And Father, I just thank you in your providence and in your grace that you would know that this verse would be preached today to the people that are in this room. And you knew that a long time ago. And so, Father, I just pray with our, whatever we can offer up today, Lord, I just pray you use it. That you put hope into people and you let people know how much you love them. And God, I pray for Colonial Kids as well, that they would have an awesome time in Colonial Kids. Just the best time ever, Lord. That they would have fun and they would learn about you. And it's in Jesus' name. And we all said? Amen. Amen. Are you a happy person? I wonder if I was to ask someone close to you. Are they happy? I wonder what they would say. 
I wonder what would be given in testimony about you. I wonder, I hope, I wonder about myself if someone asked you about me. What's he like? Is he a happy person? I hope the answer would be yes. I like to think that I do get to enjoy life and all that God has given me. But I wonder, are you happy? Some people talk about happiness as the one deciding factor that means everything. That happiness is what it's all about. In a sense, when you look around in the world today, it seems like that's the one thing that everyone's chasing is happiness. Whatever it is that makes them happy. But the Bible has less to say about happiness. It has more to say about joy. And I want to make that distinction today and talk a little bit about what the Bible says about joy. Psalm 4 and verse 7 says, You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. Psalm 16 and verse 11. Verse 11, you, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is the fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Habakkuk 3.18. Yet I will rejoice. It's another way to look at joy, that we rejoice. It kind of puts the activity to it. It says, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. The Bible makes a clear distinction here. And as, as Bible-believing Christians, this is one of our distinctives. Joy. Rather than a focus on the state, which is what happiness is, a state of being, of happiness. And the angel of the Lord appears to them, the shepherds, and says, this birth which has happened today, the birth of our Lord, um, will be the source of much joy. I love the way it says it in the NIV. It says, but the angel appeared to them, says, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. That will cause, I like that, because that will, the thing about joy is there's something about when, when God comes into your life and he puts joy in your life, he causes it to happen. And one of the central themes of Advent is joy, not happiness, but joy. So I want to zoom in on this today. I want to talk about it today, and then we're going to worship again. But I really pray that this, you would allow this to speak to your heart, that this would fit into your world today, that this would minister to you. Because I think it's important that we're reminded of some of these truths, biblical truths that exist for us and that we need to continually in life grab a hold of. Life has a way of coming at us, does it not? I mean, it just, it just has a way of coming at us. But if we grab a hold of some of these truths, I believe they can help us. So let's get into it. Point number one is this. Happiness is temporal. Happiness is temporal. The angel of the Lord shows up and says this, says the birth of our Lord will cause great joy, not happiness, which it includes, not the emotion, which it includes, but joy. See, the world wants to be happy, but the world is continually let down for a lack of happiness. Or it finds happiness in a moment, a high, an event, a thing, 
but then it goes away. And if you live your life like that, what can happen is is you move from one thing to the other thing and the search just gets greater and greater. And what happens is is you'll end up going from this to that and never feeling fulfilled. Never having a sense like I have enough, I can't, I can't rest in this state, I have to find the next high, I need to find the next thing, I need to go after that which apparently will make me happy. If you look around at the world today, you see this everywhere, it's prevalent. Depression rates are so high, I don't need to go into all this. I've done messages about depression and anxiety and mental health. I want to encourage you on our YouTube channel, go back and watch those. It's also a part of some of my, my Sabbath teaching, specifically on rest. But you see it all around us because that's the thing about happiness. It's based on what is happening around us. I was watching this, uh, I saw this, this sort of like little sketch, comedy sketch the other day, and it was sort of like a satire depicting kind of this thing. And uh, if I could explain it, probably not in a great way, but it was just like, it was showing when people when they go to see attraction sites, or they go to the Grand Canyon, or they get to the top of the Empire State Building, or they go to a zoo exhibit and see this new thing, or they go to th- th- this festival and their favorite band comes out, and, uh, and it's just this big moment of happiness, and it, show, it depicts what we all do now in that moment when that thing happens. We don't actually enjoy that moment. This is what we do. <laughs> Have you noticed this? Now, I know the irony of that is I just showed you a photo with my sons and some large fish. But that was after we enjoyed the whole day. In fact, Jeremy will will testify, I was being very, very direct with my sons about phones yesterday. Don't pick up, put that, put that down. We're not here, we're not doing that. But it just illustrates this point. I think we're in this season, this this time in the culture where it's just like everywhere we go, it's just like we don't even know how to live in the moment of happiness because we're so worried about potentially showing it to somebody else. I just want to tell you today that if you're searching for happiness, is you're going to continually be disappointed. You're going to always find yourself coming back to the the, the mental, the, the state of being, which is happiness, and wondering why you're not in that state anymore. And therein lies the warning is it can become a cycle of what we go after in life. Happiness is temporal, it's here, it's now, but then it's gone. I know this in my life because there are many things in my life that I like to do that make me happy. I just talked about one of them. I love going out on the boat to go fishing. I love going out into the ocean and surfing on waves. I love putting a big piece of meat on my smoker. It makes me happy. But here's the commonality with all those things. Yes, they make me happy, but they always end. Listen to me, this is very important. The boat always returns to the dock. The wave that I'm riding, it will end. 
happiness is not enough. And this is the reason, is because happiness is temporal. But point number two this morning is this, and I want to preach the truth to you today. Jesus will cause great joy. I've said this before, and, and I think I was preaching at the Lewis Auditorium one time around Christmas time, and someone, re, you, know, it, you know, it resonates with people because they requote what you said. And so I remember writing it down because several people said, when you said that, that made sense. I don't want to say it again to you today. Joy to me is like happiness, but with purpose. Joy, it's like happiness, but it has a greater purpose. It has a greater depth. And for the believer in Jesus, it's not just at the surface level that we understand this thing called joy. It's joy in the Lord, which is eternal. Paul said it this way when he's writing to the church in Rome, in the midst of a culture that was searching for happiness around every corner. He said in verse 17 of chapter 14, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. He's making this distinction right here. He's saying it's not about eating or drinking or doing this or doing that or being a part of some social thing that's happening right now. He said it's about righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Do you see the difference between those two things? One is temporal. One's just going to finish. One's going to end. The hang is going to end. The menu is going to end. The, the moment's going to end. But righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit, man, they're eternal. They're not going anywhere in Jesus' name. This should help us as we navigate the seasons of life. As we go from one place to another, as we enter into new seasons, as we come around moments, I pray right now that this would help you this time of year. You might be entering into this season. You might sense some sadness. You might be wondering about what it's going to be like. You might be sitting at a table where there's people that aren't there. Can I just encourage you, if you put your hope in joy, that will make it okay. If you think about being happy, you might be disappointed. There's just a depth to joy that happiness doesn't have. The angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. Write this down. Jesus will cause great joy in my life. I want to get to the point of things right here. When I wrote this down, that, that statement, Jesus will cause great joy in my life, I didn't have the will in there. And I felt like the Holy Spirit said to me, there's an if, so put a will. Because there's an if, so there needs to be a will. If you come to Jesus, he will cause you to have great joy. If you hear his word today, it will cause you to have great joy. If you accept the forgiveness, which is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, it will cause a joy deep down on the inside of you that you will never be able to refute. You will never be able to argue with someone else about. You will just know the joy that comes from the Lord. I know this because I've experienced it. I'm a man speaking with a testimony today. I was 19 years of age. My life was a wreck. But I had Jesus, and for some reason I was okay because I had a joy 
Can I just encourage you? Happiness, it's not enough. You need the joy that comes from knowing Jesus himself. Jesus will cause great joy in your life. I told the last service that time in my life, I was 19 years of age, and I was just like, I, I gave my life to Jesus, and I had Jesus in my heart. I had this great joy, but I th- so I thought that, you know, in, in the kingdom of God, somehow, this is my worldly thinking, A plus B equals C. So I've said yes to Jesus. I'm going to church now. My life's going to be great. Some of you know what I'm talking about. It wasn't great. I would say it progressively got worse from that moment on the outside. And this is what the Lord did. He took a wrecking ball to everything that I'd ever built in my mind, in my heart. He leveled it out. But this is the difference. The happiness would have been like, well, man, I'm sad because I'm losing this. I'm losing that. That person's gone. You know, it's got no money. You know, all this sort of stuff. And you could look at it on the outside, on the surface level and say, man, you're in a bad spot. I was in the best place I've ever been. Can I just encourage you when God levels it all out and it's just you and him? It's as good as it's going to get. It doesn't get any better than that. Because it's complete 100% dependence on him. Jesus will cause great joy in your life. That's the text. That's the verse. I'm going to get Luke chapter 2 verse 10 tattooed on my forehead. (laughs) Jesus will cause great joy in your life. If you leave the nets and follow him, he will cause in you a joy that will be everlasting. In Acts chapter 8 and verse 4, I stumbled upon this text as I was looking for joy through the book of Acts. And I found this. This is the story of when Philip goes to the city of Samaria. Verse 5, five, Philip went down to the city of Samaria and proclaimed to them the Christ and the crowds with one accord paid attention to what was being said by Philip. And it goes on, it says there were signs and unclean spirits were, people were delivered from there. And it says in verse 8, so there was much joy in that city. I want to make a big statement to you today that might shock you. But if you had to pin me down on one thing, this is what I want you to know. The Jesus things bring the deepest joy. I want you to remember that today. If there's one thing you get out of this message... The photo of the fish will be one thing. (laughs) But the main thing, the Jesus things bring the greatest joy. The things that are attached to Jesus or to God or to, to a life of faith building the church, they are the things that bring the most joy because they are the things that bring eternal significance and never and never fail. They continually go forever. Think of the answered prayer in your life right now. Think of the, the, maybe the spouse that's sitting next to you that you prayed for. It's the deep things that come from Jesus. Anything that God led you through, anything that God has given you, a family, a job, a life, children, friends, this church, what God brings into your life, no man can take away. Think about happiness. It comes into your life and it leaves. But what God gives you stays forever. 
This is why, isn't it, we can face hard things in life. I just talked about my, my experience. I know you have an experience. But this is how we can face hard things in life, but the world can never understand that. Because of the sadness that comes when the happiness leaves, maybe the, the grief of losing someone, maybe the struggle that comes with something like that. But because we have the fullness of joy living within us, we can stand in the midst of the worst possible situations and still have a joy that springs up from somewhere deep down inside that's been planted there by the Lord himself. I've been studying the life of one of the greatest pioneering missionaries in modern times, a guy by the name of C.T. Studd. And I want to share his story with you today. He was a missionary that was born in 1860 in England. This is crazy, but after the last service, a guy walked up to me and he said, I'm actually a missionary right now. I'm planning a, mission, a church in Spain. And I got to connect with him and talk to him. But C.T. Studd, he was born in the, in, in the late 1800s and he was a famous cricketer. I want to show you his picture. Hey, there he is. That's not actually him. That's a depiction of him. Um, but what about the other? Can you put the other picture up? There he is. That's him. And he was born, to, to, born into wealth. He had a wealthy father, a father that had gone and done business and, and developed a business in India and become very wealthy back in England. And him and his three sons grew up in this affluence and that time in England and and around that time, um, Dwight Moody was preaching around the world. And his father got saved. And his father, who was a prominent businessman, asked this Bible preacher to come to his house, to come to his estate while his sons were practicing playing their cricket, getting ready for the next pro professional tour or whatever it was. And he said, would you come and would you preach the gospel to my sons? And individually during the day, he went and confronted each of the sons and he asked them if they were a Christian. And he shared the gospel with them and C.T. Studd gave his life to the Lord. But what happened was cricket began to take over. And this was the beginning of the ashes between Australia and, and England. And, and C.T. Studd was so good at cricket, he was the only person, I think, still to this day, might be one of the very few people that have ever done what they call the double in a season of cricket, which is score a 1,000 runs and take 100 wickets or 100 outs. And he still to this day holds one of those records. And the fame of the, the, the life of cricket and all the money and stuff like that, it meant that his life was starting to go in a direction more towards the things of this world than the things of God. And in the midst of all of that, he had this moment of crisis where his brother, who had just given his life to the Lord, became gravely ill. And he said, that experience of almost losing my brother, he, he almost died, but he recovered and then he, he survived. He said, that moment changed everything for me. I began to ask questions about my life. I began to read the scriptures and see what Jesus said about how, what does it, it profit a man if he gets everything in this life but loses his own soul? So CT said, I'm doing everything I can for Jesus from this point on. And that was the middle of his life, around 35, 40 years of age. He began to preach different places around Britain and people in their thousands would come out because there was this famous cricket player holding a meeting. And so people would come out, but what they didn't realize was that he was introducing them to Jesus and preaching the gospel. And many, many, many people gave their life to the Lord. But that wasn't just it. Then he became a missionary. 
If you trace missions in the last two or 300 years, you can trace it all back to this guy, C.T. Studd. China, Africa, and India. He went to all three places, helped missionary organizations get going. He lifted literally whole towns out of spiritual poverty because of his decision to say yes to Jesus. But this is why I bring up this story. He endured things that I cannot even imagine. He had horrible asthma that meant that he could barely even breathe. He still lived to the age of 70. At one point, he was separated from his own wife for 11 years. And he goes on and on and does this amazing missions work all over the world. But here's what I believe, is I believe that he had a revelation of something that we need to get a revelation of today. Which is that Jesus will cause a great joy in you. That will never leave. But will help you move forward through life. And he wrote this poem and the poem's title is, Only One Life Twill Soon Be Passed. I'm going to read this to you. He said, Give me, Father, a deep purpose. Enjoy or sorrow thy word to keep faithful and true whatever the strife, pleasing thee in my daily life. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Only one life, yes, only one. Now let me say thy will be done. And when at last I hear the call, I know I'll say it was worth it all. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. In the pursuit, yeah, praise God. So if you ask the question, am I happy? Maybe. Maybe not. But am I joyful? Absolutely. Because there's a difference. And Jesus will cause great joy in our lives. Would you stand? Well, Lord, I just thank you right now for your goodness and your grace, your mercy and your forgiveness. And Father, I just thank you that because of Jesus coming into our hearts, it doesn't matter what what comes our way. It doesn't matter the, the, the ups and downs of life. Lord, I just thank you that you've given us something that can never be replaced can never be something to walk away from but Father spurs us on helps us move forward so Father we just thank you for the joy Lord we thank you for the joy that fills us up Lord we thank you for the joy that helps us go forward Father we thank you for the joy and God may it be more than just an Advent theme this time of year but may we realise all over again God the joy of our salvation the joy of what it meant to give our lives to Jesus, the joy of the opportunity to step into His goodness and His grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you to also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.